0: I have that, that story of like, just rock bottom, carrying so much shame, carrying so much guilt, um, hating who I was, just not being happy or satisfied with where I was in life, and not knowing why, feeling super disconnected to my body, super dysregulated at all times. Um, and I was able to turn it around and put myself in the position I'm in today, and I have the experience to, I feel, help people um, do the same thing, because I, I do think all walks of life look different but I think they can be all very similar in some ways. Welcome to
1: Modern Happiness, where we believe happiness is a choice. Our goal is to share how we and our high-performing guests choose happiness, covering topics such as fitness, mindset, relationships, business, and much more in today's world. Here are your hosts, Matt Mahalik and Taylor Sleeper. what is going on happiness homies we are still out in madison wisconsin we are batching some amazing podcast guests right now and today we got a for me a new good friend michael scott yes sir how you doing today doing great man it's great to meet you Great to meet you. Happy to have you here. Yeah. we're Guys, we're already having some, uh, we're in the hotel right now having some great conversation already. I'm so pumped for this podcast. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Spoiler, it is not Michael Scott from The Office and know what you're thinking. Great name, though.
1: Great I wasn't going to tell him. I was just going to make him listen to the whole thing until they finally figured that well, out. Well,
2: that's going to be the tagline. That's great. Clickbait yeah. right there. Yeah. 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 Michael Scott. Yeah. We're not going to use your face. Uh uh-huh. It's of the course. easiest
1: title ever. Fitness with Michael Scott. Nutrition with Michael Scott. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I love it. I love it. Michael, how you doing? Dude, doing really well.
0: I'm super excited to be here with you guys. Um, Just quick backstory, obviously me and him met three, not even, two weeks ago. Yeah. Quick like hour coffee date turned into one of those like three hour jam sessions and I left and was like, I've told numerous people in like my circle, I'm like, I met someone in Denver who is going to like play a big role in my life. And I don't know what that looks like yet, but I know this guy's going to be around for some time um, and I'm just super excited. Like it yep, was the way yep. everything worked out. And then you guys coming up here
1: um, to Madison, like two hour drive for me from Chicago and the way this worked out. I lo- you gotta love those conversations when it's like gonna be here for 30 minutes an hour and then it's three hours and it feels like it was 30 minutes. Yeah, That's how you know you're in good company with the yeah. right people.
2: Absolutely man, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's man, synchro destiny. That's, I feel like that's gonna be the theme of this podcast, but super cool. You guys, uh, if you're listening, we had Trevor Boehm on our podcast. Who is now a mentor of mine? I signed up for his group coaching program, which is how I met Michael. Yep. We were on, I think, a couple of uh, group calls, kind of connected because we're both in the fitness space. And then he was in Denver. And uh, yeah, it's, you know, great opportunity. So we're glad to have you.
1: Taylor, it's so cute when you say, if you're listening, as if they have to be listening. <laughs> okay. Mr. Language Guy. Yeah, yeah. If you're listening, you could be watching.
2: And there's okay. subtitles oh, on YouTube. Well, well, well then, so.
1: if you're watching, thanks for watching thanks for listening guys <laughs> let's jump into some rapid fire Michael let's do it you' ready? ready yes Taylor to pick us off
2: what is one thing you're grateful for my support system
0: I have a group of men around me right now in my life that I didn't have honestly I didn't even know it existed like this group of men that I have um, I've got such a good support group man of just brothers who are constantly like lifting me up cheering for me we do the same back um, <clears throat> I would say that first thing that comes to mind and I'm sitting in the presence of two good men right now. So I think why that's on the forefront of my mind, but
1: yeah. Okay. Rapids loose for us. So I just, I need to ask how important is that for you to have that support system? And what do you think you'd be without something like that in your life?
0: It's huge. It's everything. Um, I used to have that like lone wolf mentality, right? Um, (laughs) What's the saying? If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Yeah. Mm I mean, even like with the, like the nutrition coaching business and everything, it was like, it was always going to be just me. It was always going to be just me. And then when I started kind of opening and broadening my horizons to like, hmm, this person could be really good at doing this. This person could be really good at doing this. I'm very big on seeing the potential in people that I think they don't see in themselves. It's the coach in me. And I love, like I'm obsessed with trying to bring that out. Um,
1: yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's my favorite part of my coaching. I'm like, yeah, I'll teach you the business stuff. That's great. But when I help you realize who you truly are and you lean into that and be unapologetically yourself, you really start loving life. That is, that is a beautiful transformation.
0: Full expression is, uh, is something everyone should be able to experience in this lifetime.
1: Yeah, for yeah. sure.
2: Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. A mentor of mine. Want, I used to believe like, you know, oh, I have these strengths and then I got to like work on all my weaknesses and I want to get everything better. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's always the case. I think sometimes it's like, no, this is what I'm really good at. I'm going to get even better at that and then I'm going to surround myself with people that, one, enjoy doing the things I'm not good at Mm -hmm. and are better at it, you know? And so uh, that's that's really cool having a team, which is also can be hard to find the right people. Super hard, man, but the
0: universe will bring them to
1: you. You (laughs) That's right. They'll show up at the right time. I wonder if we'll get into that a bit more as we go because we've been talking about strength and weaknesses as we're growing the podcast, what Taylor's responsible for, what I'm responsible for. So... Let's continue on with the rapid fire. Yeah,
2: I wonder if we'll get through the rapid fire. That's what I'm curious. Uh,
1: about. We'll, we'll, we'll okay. find out. Uh, it's I'm up. See you. Get out of here, Michael. What's your most used emoji?
0: Uh, probably the peace sign. Mm. Always. I'm very big, and a lot of videos too. I end. I don't even know why, why. I necessarily say it? I just. I think I want. I want everyone in the world to experience that. It. Peace and
1: love,
2: all the time. You like, know like, peace and love, dude. Peace and the, and the heart end emoji. In the podcast. Every
1: podcast is until really? next time. Peace.
2: Yeah, so you'll be ready when we're ending it. Oh, Amazing. yeah. We'll do it together. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Michael, what's your walk-up song?
1: <sighs> but can you guys hear the elevator music? Yeah, <laughs> I, wonder I, say, say, I wonder if we're going to get copyright infringement around. on YouTube was for this. I literally
2: thinking that. Should we just have a moment of silence? <laughs> yeah. <or laughs> Dude, we that had is, is a like good a, one. What <laughs> is
0: my walk-up song? I would say what I used at my last comp, when I competed at Worlds last fall, my song that I used for my 60 seconds of stage was... Wolves? Plus Malone, Big Sean.
2: Mm, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do know. Mm.
0: I don't know if that would be like... I'm a Plus huge one. John Mayer fan. Like, when it comes to, like, gym, when it comes to, like, lifting heavy, like, those intense <laughs> moments, you would never guess. I'm in the corner listening to the softest <laughs> stuff.
1: <dude>. Gravity. <laughs> oh, my working, gosh. dude. dude. Me, he's like, oh, I want to love All, so much. Also, <laughs> by the
2: way, so... for. Everyone that's listening right now. There it is. Uh, Michael, when you say worlds, you're talking about
0: bodybuilding competitions? IPE worlds, yeah. So I turned, uh, I won my pro card when I was 22 or 23, um, NGA, IPE, stuff like that, just natural <laughs> men's physique. Okay. Um, okay. And I. Yeah, dude, I love it. So,
2: I and you're what, 6'4"? Yeah, six three, six four. Okay, so beautiful. he's 6'4", beautiful, lots of muscles, and he's lifting to John Mayer. This is lifting
0: to John Mayer, man. Yeah, Come God. on. a picture. Another the thing that people don't know about me, but yeah, it is what it is. I
1: love John Mayer. The, the ladies I, watching on YouTube are slipping off their seat right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no comment. I, don't, I, don't, I had a lot of thoughts, but... All right,
1: <laughs> onward we go. Michael, what is your favorite book? Man...
0: I would say The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz would be up there. Atomic Habits by James Clear is up there. Um, A recent one, How to Do the Work by Nicola Parra, fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, Joshua, great book.
1: I don't but, think I pluralized books, but here we are. Yeah, you know I'm gonna stop. That you <laughs> yeah, did that's gonna so say solid. we're loose
2: on. Our I know I did. I know. I'm but only the four, teasing. I mean,
0: the four agreements. I I think is something. If you haven't read the four agreements out there, you need to go ahead and pick up that book. Um, it's just it's so simple and straightforward. Um, don't take anything personal. Always do your best. Never make assumptions.
1: Live, love, I, laugh. I can't remember. The last, <laughs> the last
0: one's about your word.
1: Mm. Honor your word.
0: So wow. like words,
2: bad, words matter? Bad time, okay. bad time to
0: draw a blank. It's just about like how, how the tongue is like the road of your life mm. and just how important like your words are yeah. um, just yeah. in terms of like never speaking bad, negative.
1: And go buy the book. That was a nice teaser. You got three out of four. Yeah. Now yeah. go buy the book. Yeah, go, for, go figure out the fourth. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, awesome. Okay. What did you want to be when you grew up? So at first it was a pilot
0: when I was younger and I'm colorblind, which we discussed as I picked you guys up yeah. and I was, you were like, pull over to the blue house. And I was like, <laughs> what blue house? Um, <laughs> It was a pilot, and then it was like uh, I want to be a baseball player, and then it was like uh, by eighth grade I wanted to be a special education teacher, which I don't think many people in eighth grade can say. Yeah. No. Uh, but by eighth grade I knew I was one of those lucky kids that was like I'm going to be a special ed teacher when I grow up. Like I'm going to work with those kids. That's how I'm going to add value and contribute to society. Um, yeah.
1: Cool. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Final question: What is your superpower?
0: Uh, I can make any. I can get anyone to believe in themselves in a matter of. Hours, Like, I don't care where you're at. I don't care what you have going on. Spend some time with me one-on-one. Like, I will have you believing in
1: yourself. Oh, I, I need to know more now. How, how are you able to do that? I think I've,
0: I, I have, and we're going to get into my story on here. Um, I have that, that story of, like, just rock bottom, carrying so much shame, carrying so much guilt, um, hating who I was, just not being happy or satisfied with where I was in life and not knowing why feeling super disconnected to my body, super dysregulated at all times. Um, and I was able to turn it around and put myself in the position I'm in today. And I have the experience to, I feel help people um, do the same thing. Cause I, I do think all walks of life look different, but I think they can be all very similar in some ways, if that makes sense.
1: Mhm. Yeah. yeah.
2: We're more, we're more alike than we are different. It's like a quote along those lines. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's funny. It just, I had coaching call this morning and it's so, f- it's so great. Or maybe this was the other day. Um, through these shared experiences, people think they're dealing with shit all alone. Mm-hmm. No one else feels this way. Yeah. It's like, there's only so many, you know, emotions you can kind of name that people are struggling with. And, um, like different, different paths, different experiences can lead you to the same thing. Like if you're depressed, mm-hmm. you know, there's a reason you got there, but it's depressed and maybe, because my parents got divorced or because a family member died or whatever it is. Yeah. I don't like myself or my body, but it's all the same feeling. Yeah. You know? And it's, so it's like this kind of, I, I don't even know just where I was going, but it's like this, we all have this similar feeling and it's like, Hey, you're not alone. No. I feel just like you. Yes. It happened differently, but I get it. Yeah. And it's like, wow, like someone like you has also been depressed before and then they feel less alone. And then I think through that common ground, you could really start to change someone's perspective yeah, that sense? something
0: I like to say all the time is that it doesn't matter if you're boy, girl, black, white, tall, short, fat, skinny. If there's one thing on this earth that like we can all agree on, like as a collective, we all want to feel good. We all want to feel good right now where it differs for a lot of us is to the extent that we're willing to go to elicit that feeling, whatever that is, so to say. Um, I think there's healthier habits than others, so to say, and we'll get into a lot of that on here, but we all want to feel good. Uh, we all want to feel better than we do now. Even those that feel good, there's always better out there, right? So to say, or a lot of people maybe think or live like that, um, which maybe keeps some people from being satisfied. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's a ramp Hope we can go down.
1: Yeah. Do you think you're able to, in two hours with someone, you can get anyone to believe in themselves? Do you believe you do a good job of helping them take that throughout their life? Or is that a fleeting, you know, it's like. Got the Tony Robbins uh, yeah. weekend getaway, and everyone's all fired up. I'm going to change my life. Then yeah. two weeks go by, and they're back where they were before. Yeah.
0: I think what I can do with someone one-on-one is so real. I, here's what it comes down to. I don't, I don't hide the shame or the guilt that I used to carry. And I used to carry a tremendous amount. Like, And, again, we'll get into it, but from, like, Cocaine at 16 years old, Xanax, like all that stuff, multiple arrests, shared a cell with a sex offender like when I was 19. Like I've got stories, you know? And it's stuff that like I was ashamed of for the longest time. I hated myself for the choices that I made because I thought they defined me, mm. right? I didn't think I had, I didn't have hope for myself. Um, but I'm living proof that anyone out there can find that and can't experience that. You have to want it. You have to be intentional. You have to be willing to do the work. Um, but it's possible for anyone. And I'm on a mission. I'm on fire to just show people.
1: Yeah. This is a beautiful teaser. So yeah. why, don't, why don't we get into it? Why don't, yeah. You want to share your story and
0: boy? Um, yeah. So I grew up, I grew up in the Chicago suburbs. Um, honestly, I, I would go ahead and say like borderline fed the silver spoon. I, I don't want to say our family was like, crazy crazy wealthy but i had parents that never said no they were super loving um i have two sisters older younger there was nothing nothing really crazy up until eighth grade my my best friend at the time he had a sister and this was the friend that i say like you can walk into their house part of my language like take a shit raid the pantry before you even say hello to anyone you know what i'm saying like it was that second family um and he had an older sister who was a senior in high school at the time who went on a run one day after school local prairie path, went missing five days, ended up being raped and murdered, found in a hand dug, shallow grave, some 15, 20 feet off uh, the path. And it was one of those things when she had went missing, my father went out there that day, he was on a flight. I was in eighth grade. The next day I was on a flight alone uh, as an eighth grader, which is pretty, like I'll never forget it. I didn't realize it then at the time, you know what I'm saying? But I can close my eyes and it's like, I'm back in that moment right now and I can like elicit those exact same feelings. I was at the house with the community blocked off with the helicopter above right after the sheriff had come to the door to give the news. I remember riding to the candlelight vigil that night in the back of a squad car, maybe an AR-15, like, sitting in front of us, whatever, um, just going through red lights um, on our way to that candlelight vigil, like, the night that she was found. And I think that's where everything changed for me. And I went on for years after that I wouldn't say it hit me until sophomore year in high school, but the world is a shitty place. It's full of bad people. Um, it's cold, like there's no hope. Um, and that was my perspective that I chose. That was the narrative I created. I mean, granted, I shaped it due to experiences, but I held on to that narrative for so long. It's just what I told myself over and over and over again. Like this is the world we live in. So I was living in that narrative, that reality that I created for so long until I was able to pick up the pen and rewrite the story you know um but i mean through that i struggled with as i mentioned cocaine at 16 years old first time i did it was like back of portillo's which is if you're familiar with the midwest hot dogs beef got to get there if you're ever uh, if you're ever around um multiple arrests like i said at 19 in college for my second one i remember walking in remember them like after the fingerprints mug shots all them throwing me a jumpsuit um walking in just there's a room of these dudes scary looking dudes just pointing at me. And I remember like shitting my pants. I remember requesting solitary confinement. I mean, (laughs) I could remember seeing Hell in a Cell, John 316, God hates us all, you're gonna die in here. Um,
2: What were the arrests for, if you don't mind me asking?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, That's a great question. So a lot of them were just like, just pot, drugs and stuff like that. That time was for fake ID stuff, um, which was a a really big lesson learned. I think there's a lot of people out there in this world that, oh, it's the fake ID, it doesn't matter. Dude, it matters. Like, I'm telling you out there, especially if you're underage and you're watching this, like, it matters. We, we, um, we made some fake IDs in my day. Yeah, you know, dude, we've all, we've all done stuff. I was the kid, though, that got caught every single time though, <laughs> yeah. and was, like, put in the spotlight when it happened. I did the same stuff, though, that a lot of my other friends. I was the one in the friend group that, like, was always getting thrown under the bus.
2: Because
0: like I, I was a the leader, friends, you know, and yeah. yeah, dude, looking back, it is what it is, but like everyone did this, everyone did the same stuff, Right. but everyone else was perfect and didn't tell their parents about it and they got away with it. But like,
1: I was like the, the shithead of everyone that it is what it is. It, so <laughs> it's like, it's like, hello, Michael, uh, we're trying to teach you something here. You're like, oh, I'm gonna keep doing it. Yep, yep, <laughs> just yeah. keep getting caught. Yeah. Okay. So you, where you left off,
2: you were 19. That was the second time. Mm hmm. And I remember just having an experience in there.
0: After I was in solitary confinement for a day, the only way I was able to get out of solitary confinement, like I was ready to literally bang my head against the wall and kill myself, just like honestly, um, and not, like not as a f- no, expression, like yeah, no, like th- I was constantly threatening to like the guards, like I was I'm gonna kill myself in here. That was the way I got out of solitary confinement. I was able to get one call like with my dad, um, dude, and I like. <sighs> It's hard to talk about at times. Like, I forget almost sometimes what it felt like, and then I, like, I'm reliving, and I can feel my heart, like, beating out of my chest. Yeah. Um, but I remember sitting there after I was able to get moved out of solitary confinement for whatever, the first 18, maybe 24 hours. Then I was moved to a cell with a, someone who was in there for sex, uh, sexual assault. I remember sitting there pretending to read a book. This dude told me every single thing in little detail that he did but I just pretended that I, like, couldn't hear, you know? And, like, what fucked me up is as I talked about like what happened in 8th grade in my experience. Sexual predators and all that dude. Those are the biggest demons like on this on this earth. Those are the biggest monsters. So when you have to spend time in a cell with one, this close to each other, dude, you wake up for years after trying to process am I am I, am I as bad as them? Am I am I a monster? You know, and that was a conversation that like me and Trevor had about a year ago. Um, but like that stuck with me for years. That was really, really, really tough for me to process and to work through. And I think for some time I questioned my identity. Like, am I a monster? I lived with that for years, and like figuring that out and trying to work through that story, it was a lot. It was heavy. How long are you in prison? Um, so we got, I got, we got arrested on a, and the whole story, which we're not gonna get on here, but. Like, The whole story was a Saturday morning, like nine a.m. I was literally just dropping friends off who had like misdemeanor amounts of weed on them. Had no idea, Um, pulled over, so like searched the car and everything. And I had a fake ID, and they went, got booked, and like let go and everything. And like I was just giving them a ride, and I ended up having to stay from Saturday, like nine a.m. to like Monday at like two or three p.m. It was the longest weekend of my life. It changed my life, but it happened for me, not like not to me. You know, that's how I choose to see it. Those experiences that I have, dude, I'm so grateful for them. And that sounds so ass-backwards to say, but I wouldn't have the perspective. I wouldn't have the drive. Everything that I have today, I wouldn't have if it wasn't for those experiences. Honestly, one of the biggest things I think that propels me forward now is I just want to do good in this world. I want to add value into this world. I want to contribute to society. I want to help people, you know, because there's a lot of people out there who are living like me. Maybe not necessarily with the drugs and all that but they carry so much shame. They carry so much guilt. They look in the mirror, they hate who they
2: see and they don't know what to do about it. So I, I definitely wanna hear about the transformation, yeah. like making that change and also, right? So that's 19, you're 25 now. I'm curious if you've ever thought about, what do you think your life would be like at 25 if like you said like that arrest, maybe you hadn't gotten that arrest and you kind of kept doing the things you were doing. Dude, that arrest
0: saved me. What do you
2: think? But what? Hypothetically, I I, I where do you would think it'd be right? I think now. I would have
0: continued to go down a worse path. I dude, I, I, we used to joke around, like I was like the cat with nine lives. Like it was like, How does this guy continuously get out? Like I remember driving back another random story, but like driving back from a Nickelback concert down in Molina, Nick, Illinois. This guy listen, is up. Listen, using, listen. Wow. Yeah, and, Aaron, Nickelback. Um, Nickelback's got
1: a bad rap, man. It's no, not maybe fair. maybe
0: that would be my walkout song. <laughs> if we go back to the beginning, oh, oh, wait, wow. which one? Do you know what's a really, really good song by Nickelback? <laughs> Far
1: Away. I don't. Do I know it? I want to do like my it?
0: Chad Kroger voice on here and like just. <laughs> <Do> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> we're, it? here. Dude, I we're here, It's going to
1: be death like so loud. Oh, can we pull it? Here, I'll turn your mic down. All right, hit us with it.
0: Like he would get on there. I ah, love you.
1: Yes. <laughs> Amazing.
0: Um, Nailed it. God, I can't believe we just did that. Um, <laughs> but like, dude. Driving back from a Nickelback concert in Moline, like, doing stuff we should not have been doing. Drove a car, drove my Jeep off the highway at, like, 65 at, like, 2 in the morning, cracked the frame of the car. We lived! Like, just stuff like that, dude. I have so many stories. Um, like, I feel like near-death experiences almost, but, yeah. like, here I am. Hmm. I love it. So, okay. So, that was life-changing, right? So, the, right? the, the transformation, and though, to answer what you yeah. said, like, I think I would have continued to go down the path of, like, selling drugs on the side, doing drugs... Um, I would have just continued to tell the line. I wouldn't have got the lesson. Yeah. Like the lesson was in that weekend. Yeah. And I think something I learned from a, a, a mentor, his name is Sean, is that these lessons in life are gonna continue to show up for us, right? But as we choose to ignore them and as we don't get them, like polarity, like it's just gonna be more negative and yeah. more negative. And it's gonna be more Coincidence painful. Is, literally my post And today. more painful. Until it's like, would you fucking get the lesson, right? You yeah. know, and like yeah. for me, I had to go all the way over here and be like, okay, you're going to go share a cell with a sex offender for a weekend because I've tried to tell you 40 times, son, and you're not getting it. Right. So that was what I needed to get the lesson. It happened for me.
2: Yeah. And that's a hard truth Matt and I talk about all the time. Sometimes when you don't get what you want, you get what you need. And this mm. is a very radical example. Mm. But the point is, for those of you listening, it it's, it doesn't have to be this, right? And I love what you said. It's like, what are the signs? like pause and reflect, create some awareness about what's going on in your life, right? Are is there are you attracting a certain type of person in a relationship? Or are you like continuing to like be treated a certain way? It's like, well, what are you putting out there? Or like, what do you need to change? And it doesn't have to be big, but sometimes it might seem in the moment like the worst thing in your life mm-hmm. that could be the best thing.
1: Yeah. I love that. So I love that. Super powerful. You mentioned you got really excited about how people hold on to these things and and hate themselves and don't know how to release this Mm -hmm. Um, what for you so you went to jail i said prison not prison jail you went to jail and uh you were holding on to these thoughts and like am i as bad as this sex offender yeah and was that what year was that again how old were you that was 19. okay and for how long were you holding on to a lot of this shame and guilt and
0: until july 17th of 2020 when i was able to sit barefoot at Curtis Park in Denver with Traver Bohm and he just, like, unfucked everything for me in the matter of an hour. I mean, I, I talk about it like like a Tony Robbins experience almost. I, how I'm colorblind, I've said that on here before. Dude, it was like someone snapping their fingers in my face, and all of a sudden I'm seeing different. Like, it, it was the most radical transform. Like, I would call it more so like a spiritual awakening. I went home. Within a week, my online business went from, like, 6 to, like, 25. I bought a place and moved out of my parents' house within a matter of two weeks. Uh, Like, dude, when I tell you life changed so fast from that moment, it was like, I remember going to Reiki sessions and whatnot, and everyone was just like, dude, you're up in the Cosmics. Like, you're not even here right now. And it was like, I I feel it, because, like, the last year for me has, dude, it's just been magical, if I had to pick a
1: word. It's been magical. Um, Can you describe a little bit more, like... Did Traver say something specific? Obviously, it was an hour. We can't sit here and relive the whole experience, but was there one thing he said or is there like what changed? If you could go back and and picture yourself before you walked up and met Traver and then the hour after, like what is it? I think Traver just helped me realize the narrative that I had created
0: that I like I was unconscious. Like I just wasn't aware of. And then he was, like, pointing it out and just asking factual questions. Are you a monster? Have you done monstrous things? Like, what monstrous things have you done? It was like we couldn't come to exacts on on any of it. I was like, if we can't prove right here that you are a monster, then you need to stop calling yourself a monster because you're not a monster. You can't prove it. Mm. You know? And I was like, whoa. And then there was other stuff, too, like – I'll get into this too. Um, this is something I did not think we we're going to talk oh, about. I have I'm been, excited. and I, I don't do this any longer. I don't have the time. Passionate, yes, I would keep doing it. Um, I grew cannabis for like a year and a half. And yes, I said cannabis like I'm 50. Um, but I was super just, there was something with taking a seed and turning it into this that can make someone feel so good. And um, honestly, I think it was a way of just like expressing my feminine, like just gardening and stuff like that, like which I have found to be like therapeutic now. Um, I remember talking about that with, with Traver at the time, I was doing that. My parents are going to kill me when they see this. I was still, (laughs) I was still living at home. Um, and it was like, we started talking about it. He saw me get fired up and he's like, Whoa, what was that? Like, what was that? He's like, you just lit up. And I remember stopping and being like, dude, it's just, I don't understand. Like, I'm just, I'm passionate about doing this, but, like, I feel like I can't be myself at home because, like, I'm constantly judged for it. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't fully express myself and just, like, live authentically because um, I was always worried about the environment I was in. It wasn't mine. I wasn't in control of it. It was my parents, rightfully so, right? Um, but it, like, kept me, it was like someone was, like, suffocating me and I didn't realize it. And moving out and being able to like create my own environment and create my own space and really just having a space to like fully express myself and just be authentic and be Michael, um, changed everything for me, you know? And I think there's a lot of people out there that are not living to like to their fullest expression. They're not living an authentic life and they're wondering why they feel so disconnected because you have this thing inside of you that is fucking screaming, trying
1: to come out and you're doing nothing but suppressing it. Right. Mm hmm. Spot on. I mean, you know, I don't never felt super suppressed, maybe as some people do, but I knew. And you said you looked at my story. I don't know, like I was in New York City as an engineer, and uh, dollar in the jar. I rode my bike cross country, and it changed everything. And there was like, my parent, like you grow. I say this, you grow up in this cult of your parents' beliefs and what they want for you and what they think is right. Ooh, belief systems. But all I, <laughs> I just didn't want to be an engineer. I didn't hate it, mm-hmm. but I just felt trapped working for someone else's dream. Yeah. And I went on this bike trip and I'm like, there's so much out there. I could do fucking anything I want. Yeah. And I got to go home and be in this bubble of being an engineer because that's what I, that's what I studied in college. And now I have to do that forever. Yeah. And I fucking hated it. And it was like, but I couldn't have done what I'm doing now. If I didn't leave New York city, I had to leave New York city and go to Colorado. Mm-hmm. And like, I love my friends from New York and my brother and my mom and my dad, but I had to, I had to go. Yeah, and meet new people and experience a different side of things and people who maybe were pursuing their passion someone like yeah. Taylor and had different viewpoints on life and things yeah. like that it had to happen and we talk about I think we talk about this right like people who don't leave their hometown it's really? like you gotta get out and fucking see something different yeah because you just don't know like you said like some people are just blind to all this it's also comfortable
2: Ooh, right. oh right yeah come on i mean well, we talk about that too but like <coughs> yeah i mean it's interesting matt talks about his bike trip and when i first met him you know he told me this and then we'd be with some new friends and he'd tell them that story and it's like every time people are like wow you spent three months and you did this unsupported and you rode your bike across the country dude, Man. Dude, that's so epic they're like i wish i could do that and Matt's just like yeah you could all nonchalantly and before i knew him i was like Is this guy just like blowing smoke up their ass or like what? And he's like, he genuinely means it. He's like, Mm -hmm. no, you could. But, and it's so crazy because for so many people, maybe it's not the bike trip, but maybe it's like starting a new job, moving to a new town. Like it could be the littlest thing, but they're always, they, like you said, it's that story. They tell themselves, I'm not the type of person. Yeah. And it's like, you can do it. Anyone can do it. You just got to make a decision. And it sounds like that's what you did is you, you decided one day, like, I'm not going to let, you know, my past or these things define me. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's what most people are missing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think it was Dr. I think it was Jeremy Goldberg that said it. One of Traver's good buddies. His work is incredible. His writing is awesome. Um, He said like something on the order of like we're all storytelling machines and we just forget that like we have the ability to pick up the pen and write a new story if we want. And like I think that's so powerful for everyone out there. That pen is right in front of you. Like pick up the pen. If you're not happy. If you're not satisfied. If you're looking in the mirror and you're disgusted. You're feeling disconnected. There's shame. There's guilt. Pick up the pen. Dude, you are in control of your life. You are. Don't sit here and you are in control of your life. You can create your reality. Pick up the
1: pen. Okay, so where do we start? Pick up the pen. I'm shameful, I hate myself. What what do I do? What do I do now? Do I literally (laughs) pick up a pen and start writing something? I just think you have
0: to get clear on where you're at right now, get clear on where it is you wanna go, get clear on who it is you wanna be. I'm very big on on asking people like, that person that like you say you wanna be, like, can you paint me, can you paint me a perfect picture of them? How do they, how do they look? How do they close fit? Like, how do they talk? What is, what are their habits and routines look like? Do they work out? What does that look like? How are their nutritious habits, like nutrition habits? How's their social life? How are their relationships? How open are they? How vulnerable are they? How, how much are they willing to put themselves out there? Um, these are questions you need to ask because if you want to be in alignment, you need to think about who it is that you actually want to become, right? You have to pick a direction. You have to, you have to like, and you just got to embody that. You got to step into that. That was something really big that, like, I I picked up from. You guys familiar with Charlie Jabbly by no. chance? So he used to be. He used to go by I think CEO Charlie, and now he's Charlie Rocket. He's on social media, doing a ton of cool stuff. Winning yeah. streak, man. Yeah. So I had found him three or four years ago, and he was on a podcast with Andy Frisella or Ed Mylatt. Both of them. You know, they pass people around. I think around.
1: that's where I heard him on Ed Ed Mylatt. Yeah, yeah. And
0: dude, he just told his story of like. Shifting identities.
1: Yeah, it was right. so cool. And
0: I think that's something that so many people are scared to do or think that's not possible. Like the Michael Scott thing, for example. I grew up being called Mike. Dude, no one was allowed to call me Michael. I did not want to hear it. The only time anyone ever called me Michael was from my mother when I was in trouble, right? Now it's like I introduce myself as people to Michael Scott. You can call me Michael, but like Michael Scott, one, it's branding, people aren't gonna forget it, but it really is my name. Um, you know, and like, I took that initiative of like, Mike's dead dude we cut his head off like he's dead like we like I think we all have like dragons and demons like we're gonna slay in this life some we're gonna cut their head off and finish them some we're gonna have to continuously revisit and just like make sure we keep them in that corner downstairs whatever it is um but like dude Mike is dead it's Michael now and I'll correct people too because like I've shifted my identity I'm not that guy anymore I I have different values than that guy um I want to do different things than that guy wanted to do you know does that make sense
1: yeah yeah and I'm curious where you started with that like is that what you did? You asked all these questions? Okay. Yeah. Mike is dead. Who's Michael? Who's Michael Scott? And you asked yourself these questions. Was it hard to get started? First, okay, let me back up. What really cracked me wide open
2: was Traver's book, Man Uncivilized. I read that book. Okay, so part of as you're telling this, a question I do have is I'm, I'm curious how you found his book, how you found Traver. Oh, man, this is an awesome a- story. Alongside all of that. Yeah, yeah, so, dude, one of my, like, Best friends, and this
0: guy is going to be a best friend for life. His name's Wayne Barkas. He's actually, like, a men's transformational coach. He does a lot of work with the Sacred Sons and whatnot. He's incredible. He's incredible. Like, that man single-handedly changed my life as well. Um, man, I should, just quick shout-out. Wayne Barkas, Sean Adams, Kofi Hughes, Traver-Bohm, um, Scott Zagurski, my dad. You know, like, the, the, there's, I've had some really, really, really good men come into my life and mentor me that, like, I didn't even feel like I deserved at the time, but, like, they did, you know? And they showed me what it meant to love someone unconditionally. I remember actually meeting Kofi. Kofi was one of the first, like, mentors that I had. I remember sitting down with him at breakfast and telling him, like, I don't want to live past 40 years old. Flat out. Like, first time I ever met him, maybe 20 minutes into the conversation, I was like, I want to live a short and sweet life. Like, dude, the thought of living past 40. It sounds terrible. It sounds, like, I don't want that. (laughs) And I'll never forget the look on his face. Like, I couldn't imagine how I would respond to someone like that, too, that I was literally just meeting for breakfast as well. But, like, dude, I meant it. It wasn't, like, anything like, flat out, like, here's where I'm at, you know? I was there for a long time. Traver's book, though, Wayne Barkis, he had reached out. Um, and it's funny because he we talk about the story all the time. He'd reached out for like weed, just wanted like a little bit of like nug or whatever. Um, he didn't want any weed. And he, made, he, t- he tells the story all the time. He laughs. He's like, dude, I just had this calling. Like, I felt on my heart that like you needed this book. And I just had to get this book in your hands. I didn't know how to do it, though in Traver's book, like dude, from the first like two pages, when he talks about like the Malboro man and like the new age, like sensitive, nice guy. Yeah. I was like, why has this never been presented to me in this way? And then I go through the book and I don't know why, but there's certain parts of it that like, dude, I, it just wrecked me. I was like sobbing in my room, reading the book. It was like, this isn't even a sad book. Why? Like, why is this? <laughs> and then I remember reaching out to Traver on Instagram and just sending him a message being like, Hey, dude, it was like a week before I was supposed to be in Denver. I like I'm gonna be in Denver next week. Uh, so I'm supposed to have a conversation with you oh, you know and it, we were able to swing it with the schedule and everything and like that was when that that day in Curtis Park happened and like dude magic wow magic but yeah if you have not read Bum's book Man Uncivilized i will plug that right now it's incredible it just showed me that like dude it's pot like most men out there can't relate or don't know what it's like to be surrounded by a group of men who truly wants to see them win and who's cheering for them and who's supporting them who are telling you that they're proud of you, right? There's nothing wrong with that. Why are men ashamed of that? Mm. I don't understand. Mm. I get it, I mean, I do understand because I used to be that guy, right? I would I would laugh at like dudes having these types of conversations like the old me, you know? Mike would. This is who Michael is though and like, It's so powerful. And having that support group as I went back and like, what are you most grateful for? Dude, I have such a great group of men in my life from the uncivilized nation to just having guys like Wayne, Sean Adams, um, who also wrote an incredible book, Defrag Your Life, Discover Your Genius. I'll plug that too. Um, Who have just poured into me, dude. And they've loved me unconditionally. And they've given me hope. And they cheer for me. And it's the coolest thing ever. Like men, wake up. It's it's, it's it's okay to, like, feel feelings. It's okay to need support. It's okay to ask for help. Like, we, we need to normalize that. Not going on, like, super, like, pushing the new age sensitive nice guy, but, like, we have so many Marlboro men out there today still, you know? Dude, you have, you
2: have to feel. You have to feel.
0: It's part of life.
2: Yeah, so I'm, I'm curious because you went through, the, you know, this transformation, you know, These quote unquote bad things happened. Sure. You know, you, you found these leaders in your life and then, you know, how did you still feel like kind of like what Matt was asking you had a clear vision on what you wanted because Matt and I were actually, we're working on some, some new cool things with modern happiness and we're like trying to think about people and what they struggle with and why they're not choosing happiness. And it's like, you know, a question we thought about is like, where do you see yourself in two years? And I think a lot of people don't know how to answer that. So I'm curious, how did you, if you talked about like, okay, how can I take control? It's like, well, who who am I, who do uh, I wanna be? Yeah. Did Was that easy for you or was that a lot of work to figure out where you wanted to go? Um, I didn't do it alone. I mean, I'll tell you that flat
0: out, like coaching, coaching has been huge, whether it's just like life coaching, like working with spiritual guides, business mentors, everything like, dude, you have to have those people in your circle that can like kick you in the gut from time to time with love. Um, and like helps steer you on the right track, just like how you guys were doing like in the hotel room before we came down here, right? Like you, you need to have that, you need to have that accountability, you need to have those open and honest relationships. Um, and I just think people are missing that and people are, people are scared of that, people are, people are scared of, of being seen. So something like, and the story that I'm telling on here today, I just went on and I told on a podcast last week, it's the first time I ever put it out there. The first time I was actually supposed to go on that guy's podcast, I canceled him because I told him I was just like busy or in a funk that day. I, like, shit my pants about putting myself out there. I was like, oh, my God, I don't know if, if I'm ready to show, like, this Michael to the world, you know? Dude, the amount of support, like, and people who have reached out, holy shit, I can relate. Dude, I had someone call me the next morning, like, talked to him on the phone for an hour, another another man. Just, I'm so ashamed of where I'm at right now. I, I, have, I, I hate who I am. I don't know how I got here. Um, I'm not taking care of myself. I have $80 in my bank account, like blah, blah, blah. Dude, this is everywhere. Yeah. This uh, is everywhere. And yeah. people wear these masks and act, like, and act like it doesn't. Dude, it's going on all over. What can we do about it though, right? Like that. that's the big question. How, what can we do to to change that? When you say we, what do you mean? We as a collective. Mm. Like I, I think it's our duty. At the end of the day, dude, I think you must be what you can be. You know, like I do think that's why we're on this earth. I think God calls us to be great. And when we step out into greatness, like greatness is going to occur around us. And it's just the ripple effect. Um,
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about this community and it's so important. A lot of people don't have this, someone they can go to. I talk about this with even just sales calls. Yeah. I'm like, and I help personal trainers, you know, make money. And I'm like, you're going to get on these calls and. Taylor's in the group as the life coach and we have these mindset match my calls and he says he's like you guys are gonna be life coaches you already are yeah you may not realize that yet and anyway what I talk about on sales calls I'm like people don't get a chance to dream what life is like if they you know someone who's 50 pounds overweight that's how life is and it sucks and it brings them down and they they body shame themselves and they're not happy and all this stuff and no one's in their corner to say You know, what's life like if you lose this weight? What is that really like? Mm -hmm. I don't want to lose 50 pounds and look sexy. Okay, what does that do for you? And we go down this rabbit hole of asking that question. What does that do for you? What does that do for you? And they get down to like this, you know, you get deeper. It's kind of like the five whys. I just don't like asking why because it feels kind of, uh, it gets people on the defensive. But the point is like, that's it. You just show someone that, and, and we talk about active listening. And you say, what does that do for you? Okay, so what it sounds like is that you want this. What does that do for you? Mm. Okay, what it sound, and all of a sudden they're feeling seen, heard, yeah. and they're like, wow, someone's actually listening to me. Oh yeah. my God, they're painting a picture of what life could really be like. And simply stated, is where I'm going with this, is that like, now you just provided that community for someone, and this is what you keep saying to have that support, mm-hmm. to share your vulnerabilities, and and yeah. and be okay with like, when Taylor has success and he makes sales. I'm like, fuck, well, what am I doing wrong? How come I didn't get a sale, you know, this week? It's like, fuck no. I'm like, fuck, fuck yeah, yeah, dude. Let's, dude. Go, right? yeah. let's go, baby. Give me some mess. Yeah. And, uh, and that's great. And, yeah. and like that, we need more of that. And um, anyway, I don't know if I had a specific question. Kind of where my head's going is like, I just think about the person who like needs this and is so afraid to do it. And like you said, it's really hard to do alone though. Yeah. Like
0: you, you have to be willing to ask for help sometimes. Like Mm -hmm. there's strength in that question. It was through coaching. I had people call me on my shit. I had to work with people. I to pay to invest in myself to work with
1: people to get these answers, you know, like, so, so Michael, tell me what it was like. It kind of sounded like Traver blew your world up, but you had to go and reach out to him and say, I'm going to be in Denver. Correct. And I, I need this conversation. Yes. With you. How hard was it to send that DM?
0: <sighs> Not hard. Like, dude, we all have that voice inside of us, that knowing, you know, and like it was so strong that like that was the direction you need to go. And so I just listened to the voice. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of people out there like can simplify life by like just listen to that voice, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, to go back really quick on like being seen, right, and being heard. So I went on that podcast last week. I've had so many people reach out. And it's something that I was thinking about as I was in the shower last night. It was like, we all got our best ideas in the shower. Shower thoughts, right? Oh, yeah. um, how many people out there How many people out there want to feel seen but aren't giving people a chance to actually see them? Mm. Mm. You know? Like, I want that. But are, are, you, are, you, are you giving people a chance? Are you giving them an opportunity? I gave people last week an opportunity to kind of understand, like, my walk of life and maybe how I see the world now I've got people around me that understand me so much better because I was finally willing to open up our relationships that I feel like are going to be better. Like, it's just, you know, there's, it also comes down to just like just owning, you know, but,
1: but, but Michael, if, if I open up, if I tell people I had a cocaine problem, mm-hmm. I was addicted to drugs these yeah. drugs, I'm growing weed, whatever that is. Sure. I went, I went to jail. Sure. They're not going to love me. How do you know that? That's what people tell themselves.
0: Is that true? Has that happened before? Have you put yourself out there and people I'm haven't? asking people haven't loved you back. Yeah, I'm
1: asking you. Oh well, I'm, I'm just kind of putting that out there. No, yeah, I know. Right? And, and like that's
0: what I would. That's what I would ask someone. Is like that sounds to me like someone's yeah. already created the narrative of like people aren't going to accept me for who I am or what I've done, even though it doesn't define me. So it's like they stay in that narrative forever.
2: Like, and it's tough for people to break out of. Go yeah, ahead, you want to chime in? Yeah, with something. it's like, what is it costing you by not asking for help? And. I'm curious about another thought. Is I don't know if you heard of this this saying: uh, when the the pain of staying the same outweighs the pain of change, then we will change. Yeah. I feel like that's where so many people are at, right? Your transformation kind of took a lot, right? And a Mm -hmm. lot of our stories, it's like we have, you know, the hero's journey, right? Some some big thing. Yeah. And I'm curious if you have any thoughts on like. Okay, how can we, how can we shorten that? How can we make that happen sooner? As you were alluding to earlier, like the universe keep bringing that thing. Yeah. And if it has to, you know, you have to fly off your car into a lake for the wake up call. Like that may have to happen, but like, how can people do this sooner? Like, you know,
0: I don't know if it's something that can be rushed. I don't know if it's a soon thing. I just know it's a process. I know you have to trust the process. I mean, we talk about like, dude, from that story, from when I was, I talked about sharing the cell with the sex offender. To now, dude, that, there's just there's a six year spread there, you know? Like, and I don't think one year is a lot, but like, even though I talk about the conversation with Trevor from like last year on this time, like, there's a one year spread there. Like, it's not. We live in a world of instant gratification. We want the now, 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 and like delayed gratification is where it's at. Yeah the good stuff isn't going to be like falling into your lap, like on day one, you know what I'm saying? You're going to have to work for it. You're going to have to be patient for it. You're going to have to have faith that it's coming. You're going to have to have hope.
2: Um, yeah. You're also going to have to do something. And you're going to have to take yeah, action. I think, I think that's, there's, there's a guy in our men's group who uh, he says, there's a lot of talk about vulnerability, right? Cause a lot of guys don't want to be vulnerable. Um, but he says, he's like, I don't like the word vulnerable because that's like, I think the military term is like, you're open to attack. Yeah. And so he says the word courageous, which I actually love, love, mm-hmm. yeah. shout out to Laycock if you listen to this. Um, and I, I think that's the thing, right? It is the thing. Be courageous. Asking for help is courageous. Telling people how you feel is courageous, right? Like sharing your life is courageous and nobody ever got what they wanted or did anything great or made the changes without some kind of courage. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. What's up happiness homies? It is Matt here and Taylor and I would like to make one of our first offers to you to join us in Sober October. So if you're looking for more happiness in your life and you know that growth is the key to happiness and getting uncomfortable is the key to growth, then we want you to join us in Sober October. And Sober October is a 31 day challenge of no alcohol. And the point of this is to challenge ourselves mentally to improve our health, and also raise awareness for mental health and give back through donations. And we know how hard it can be sometimes to make a change on your own. And if you listen to our recent episodes, we talk a lot about community. And when you want to make a change, to put it out there, to put some skin in the game, um, but also to do it with people so that you can have that support. So that's what we're asking. If you want to join us in Sober October, we hope you do. Check out the link in the description of this episode, and you'll get signed up. For Sober October with us, uh, we're going to start a Facebook group to create some support. We'll do some live Q&A. We'll do some bonus podcast episodes throughout October um, and also any other exercises or further support and growth that we can help provide you. So join us for Sober October. We're excited for this challenge and we look forward to seeing you inside the Facebook group. All right, switching gears, um, uh, tell the people, what do you do? you obviously so passionate about... Sure helping people you mentioned in two hours, I could help someone change their beliefs on themselves and what is possible. So how do you do that?
0: Ask the questions that haven't been asked, really get into identifying like what is, what is the underlying story or narrative that they've created? Because we all have, right? Um, But a lot of people just, they're not conscious of it. They're not aware of it. So like bringing awareness to like the, Hey, here's the story that you've created. Now let's, let's, let's run through the gauntlet and let's see what's true. And Mm. let's see what's not true and let's help kind of help you get clarity on that. And then once we have clarity on that, and we know we have the awareness of where we're at right now, then we can look to where it is we wanna go. We have, to, we have to start here though. We have to know who we are in the moment, like that self-awareness piece has to be there. And then it's time to like switch gears to like, all right, but where do we wanna be? Who do we wanna be? Like we talked about kind of with Charlie Javily and whatnot. Um, You know, think of all the actions, the traits, the language, the thoughts. Dude, down to what kind of music do they listen to? When they get in the car in the morning and go to work, are they turning on a podcast? Are they feeding their mind and their soul good stuff? Are they listening to like shit rap music? Are they listening to like, or is it silence? Is it just like time for them to like take deep breaths? Is it worship for them? Like, dude, you have to be hyper specific, right? Um,
2: Okay, you show up to a cocktail party. I, I don't
0: I wouldn't show up to a cocktail okay. party You show
2: up to a coffee shop <laughs> I don't drink that's another thing <laughs>
0: well, honestly you
1: can still go to a sure yes cocktail you, party. Could, you, you could
0: honestly I try to just stay out of the environments but yes
2: um okay backyard barbecue okay birthday party sure with friends you meet someone new they ask you what you do for work what do you say uh I'm a <laughs> I'm an
0: onli- I'm an I run an online fitness coaching business um and the goal the whole premise of our business is to be the last fitness coach that you ever need to hire. We want to deliver an understanding so well. And I think this comes from my teaching background, being a special ed prior, I know how to design curriculum. Um, I, I know how to like create learning targets and whatnot, how to backwards design, backwards plan. Um, I can deliver someone an education so well and give them such a good understanding of why we do what we do that they can turn around and teach the next person in line. Like, that's my goal with everyone. And I think that's what separates the work that we do from a lot of other people is so, we, we really hammer in and we emphasize that education piece. This is my guy right here. <laughs> my this is what I, what I try and teach my clients. Something that they say at NCI all the time, like shout out Jason Phillips, like dude, those dudes are crushing it. They're doing it right. Is like education drives compliance, right? You have to un- you have to know why you're doing what you're doing. Like yeah. if you want to get someone like on board and have them actually be compliant, be excited about the process. Um, too many coaches out there winging it, throwing meal plans. Like just follow this, do this. It is what it is. So but. it's fair to say you're passionate about nutrition. Nutrition's my jam. Training is whatever I can do it. Um, I can also link up with like really cool people who know training really well and like let other people be great in, in that realm. Um, but nutrition is my jam. I want to help people make food their friend. Like without living that low calorie, like restrictive lifestyle, feeling like they need to spend hours in the gym each week.
2: That's just not it. Like, that's not what it takes, you know? Um, okay, so here's where I'm going. Okay. Up until this point in the podcast, we haven't really talked about nutrition. We no, really I really about don't care to, to be honest fitness. with you. yeah. Uh, but again, thought. that's why I asked the question. If someone said, oh, what do you do for work? I, help,
0: I, I, I coach I coach people to help them make food their friend so they can achieve all their all their health and wellness yeah. and fitness goals without but we're having talking a restrictive about lifestyle. life
2: change and mindset yeah. and leadership and so so pull it all together for me how does how does that work and I I'll say I understand I, I see the connection yeah. but like for our audience you know how does that work because I imagine if somebody met you mm-hmm. and the first co- part of the conversation was oh fitness nutrition mm-hmm they wouldn't realize all those other things are related. Yeah, and something I say all the time is like, it's more than weight loss,
0: right? It is so much more than weight loss, you two know this, but it's about rediscovering your potential. It's about about like realizing how capable you are. Like one of the things we'll do, for example, is like when clients start out, like, our goal is to always work towards a flexible approach, right? Meal plans don't work. They're not, they're not sustainable for most people. Some people love the day-to-day Not Everyone's different, but in my opinion, it's not a sustainable approach forever. Like you have to teach people how to put balanced meals together. Um, so like something we'll do to kind of start with is like we start with structure. We start with the training wheels on. We'll follow a meal plan for like just the first 12 to 14 days. And we'll say up front like it's for data collection. We're looking for a trend on the scale to see if we're kind of maintaining, going down, going up. We know that maybe if we were to start someone at whatever, 2,100 calories, there's a million different ways we can get them to 2,100 calories. But there's power. And something I'll ask people on the first calls, like when's the last time you've done something 10 days in a row and you said you were gonna do it and you actually followed through? Dude, on like probably the 75 calls I've been on like in the last year, not one person has been able to give me a clear answer. So wow. right up right up front what we do, and I tell them like, dude, this is, a, this is kind of like a psyop too. I'm gonna show you because you just told me you haven't done it. I'm going to remind you what it feels like to say you're going to do something for more than 10 days or 10 days in a row and actually do it. And you see the power of belief be instilled within someone. Everyone's going to go out there. Everyone's taking my shit right now. They're like, fuck, that's brilliant. I'm going to start doing that with my people. Do it. Um, It works. Um, You get people, though, to believe in themselves. You have to get them wins up front. You have to get them seeing like, wow, it's working. Wow, I can do this. You know, Um, we don't hear that in our internal language a lot. I can do this. I can do this. It's always like we have to have someone tell us like you can do this, like you can do this. You know, usually we're in our heads saying the opposite. I can't do this. We got to talk to ourselves. I like can't we talk do to this. We're gonna fuck this up. Yes, yeah. dude. Yes, you have to treat yourself. I say all the time. It sounds cliche, but like as if you're in a relationship with yourself, dude. You wouldn't like someone who constantly blies and bullshits to you and says they're gonna do something and then they don't do it. So why are you doing it to yourself, right? That's a great. Like, that's dude, a great that's question. A, that's why a, that's we a, do we
1: do it? Why do we do that? That's for a big one,
0: though. It's like you have you have to that self love and that self care has to be there. It's something I say all the time too. Like self care and self love is not selfish. We've made it out to be selfish in today's world for some reason. I don't know why, um, but like it has to be there. And I think one of the main problems we see in the world nowadays, people struggle to love themselves. You can't give what you don't have, so they go out in the world and they know how to love other people. Because you don't know how to love yourself.
2: Yeah. You right. Can't, you can't pour from an empty cup. One hundred percent. You 100%. got to pour from the overflow. I love that. I think, you know, that's what, that's a big reason we, we connected is yeah, I'm a fitness coach. However, that's been the vehicle for a long time and it's like, it's just a vessel. I mean, I think it's, I think it's really important for, if you want to be happy, I think fitness and nutrition are huge Mm -hmm. and that looks a little different for everyone. But these are questions everyone should be asking Mm -hmm. if they want to live happier lives.
1: Why do most of your clients come to you you make a sale? What kind of gets them convinced to work with you? Well, I guess let's stick with the first question. Why do clients come to you in the first place?
0: They come to me because they, 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 want results. I think that's why they go, why they go to any coach. But I think for me, I think with just the message and whatnot I put out there, I've learned over the course of the last year, like it it's something I've always been good at and I'm still getting better at it. But like, I can just, I can speak my truth and be myself and I can, I can own my story. I, I can talk about the shame and the guilt that I carried. I can talk about all the mistakes I've made. Um, my identity's not in that, you know, um, and it's really refreshing, I think, for people to see out there, like, holy smokes, like, because most people are in the position when they come me, they're not happy with themselves, they're not really loving
2: themselves as good as as much as they possibly can, right? Yes, yeah, so I'm curious. You said results. Is that mostly <coughs> weight loss? Is that fair to say? I
0: think it's. I I think I think the results comes from instilling that self-belief within someone as i said like as we go back to like what's your superpower like encouraging someone like being yeah. able to get anyone to believe in themselves well, well th-
1: that's the result you provide yeah, you st- Why do people you jumped come ahead of me yeah. i know where you're going people come to you because they want to lose weight maybe they want to yeah. take control like, of their what, nutrition. what
2: do they think they want versus what do they realize it sounds like you're you're helping them figure it out correct but, i'm i'm just asking the questions and, and guiding them but I'll never, if people come to you what do they think that they want the number on the scale to change. Oh yeah. We're, always. Yeah. Yes. And we've,
0: and we've gotten away from like, okay, that's cool. But like, that's not it. Yeah. What do you
1: really want? But, but that's like, uh, that's kind of, I was curious because that's how you get them in the door. <laughs> right. Cause you probably wouldn't get any clients if you were like, all right, I know you want to lose weight, but um, I'm going to make you journal. You're going to cry. You're going to change your beliefs on yourself. It's going to be really fucking hard, but you're going to come out a different so, person. I don't want to fucking do that. Yeah. But yeah. Once you sell them, once they're in, then you can start asking those questions. You just
0: hit something on the head. I probably, dude, 90 percent of the people that I get on a discovery call cry. Yeah, because you have to you
2: have to bring them to that to that pain. You know, I, you don't yeah, want to make people feel like shit. Right. But like, well, and, it's and that's what I was going. Awareness. So if if it's fair to say, and correct me if I'm wrong, someone comes to you, you get on a call. They're like, Hey, Michael, I want to lose fifty pounds. Great. Why? Exactly. That's what I was going to ask is what, what does that get them? What do they think? Yeah. Right. And it's not actually about the number on the scale. It's Never. they're unhappy or they don't feel comfortable in their own skin or they're not confident or yeah. like, right. It's, it's deeper, which is why all the shit we've talked about so far on this podcast is really what matters. The nutrition is the easy part. Yeah. You know, but it, it's deeper and I imagine everyone struggles with that. And so I think that's, what's fascinating and masses us a lot, but it's like, sell people what they want, give them what they need. Yeah. Right. And they they think, oh, if I'm just 20 pounds lighter, all of a sudden my life will be way better. Well, yeah. it's not going to matter if you're not, you know, having a healthy relationship with the people around you. If you're not, you know, speaking your truth. If you're mm-hmm. not showing up how you want to show up.
1: Yeah. You know, you're not bringing them to that pain. Actually, you're showing them what's possible.
2: Correct. Yeah. No, that's
0: a, that's a great reframe right there. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's true. There, it feels painful. Yeah, you paint that picture. I mean, imagine what
0: it'd be like in a year to be able to put on that swimsuit to finally like be able to go to the events or the party or whatnot, like, and not just be thinking about how you look the entire time. Like, dude, to me, like that, that's incredibly sad. And it's so real that so many people out there live like that, but it breaks, it genuinely breaks my heart that people will intentionally lower their quality of life. They will miss out on life experiences um all because of how they look and how they're judging themselves and at the end of the day dude i don't think many people sure there's people out there that do. i don't think many people are going around going oh they're fat oh they're th-. dude y- y- y'all are in your own head yeah mm-hmm. no it's like same thing at like the gym like dude when we see the person who like maybe has let themselves go or we don't know we don't you don't know the story either of how they got there you don't know their walk mm-hmm. of life and like I think it's one of the big things like dude, we have to stop assuming we know everyone's story. You don't know what's in someone's backpack, mm. right? It's so, like take a chance to get to know them. Like you just have to stop assuming. And I think that's a big problem in the world today too.
1: Or assume the best.
0: Yeah. Or, su- yeah. or assume mm. the best for once. But like we don't do that.
1: Yeah. We don't do that
0: naturally. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's like someone cuts you off. It's like, oh no, they're probably a little late. Like I'm good. Like. Yeah, go and get to work. It's all good. Or there's yeah. an emergency at like, home, this, maybe yeah. there's an ambulance. There there. Or yeah, or even worse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you right. don't know. I, yeah.
2: actually, I actually have a kind of funny story. A client, uh, a female client. Uh, I work with her and her husband sometimes, and I can't remember which one of them, but one of them used to have all this like road rage when mm-hmm. they were driving. So they reframed it where they're like, anytime someone is speeding past, they're like, oh, they got a shit. Like, that mm-hmm. must be what it is. And then they laugh. And then all of a sudden, it's like, not that emotional response. And that's like, anytime someone, instead of getting in road rage, they're just like, that's got to be the story. That's the only reason. They got to poop really bad. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then it just reframes it. And yeah. it's, I mean,
1: Love that. everything see, I see is about story. see how quickly you can just that. fucking change how, how your day goes. So many
2: people yeah.
0: out there just have to take such bad shits. You're right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. There's, there's, a, there. lot, I there's a lot. There's a lot of people who have to shit <laughs> out there. <laughs> Everybody, just everywhere. Um. Okay. Uh, kind of switching topics. Yeah. What, what is, what does Michael do for fun? What, you know, (laughs) not work, not personal development, but just, just for the sake of sheer enjoyment. Michael's got to get better at this.
0: Michael's got to get better at this. Michael's in a place right now, if I'm being like completely transparent and honest, like something I'd mentioned to you guys prior as we were walking down here is like, I'm probably down eight or nine pounds in the last month and it's not intentional it's really frustrating for me and I know some people have to like oh like fuck you but like (laughs) no you have to understand too like everyone is has different goals and when people aren't reaching their goals it's upsetting for them like just because they may have like an opposite goal of you that doesn't mean that like your goal means more this or that you know what I'm saying so like for me it's been it's been upsetting the last month to kind of see that go down after like the work I took to kind of get up to like 217 218 I've just been I've just been stressed I've been I've been focus so much on, on the business and maybe being a little bit of a hypocrite and like not taking as good of care of myself as I as I can. You know, like I can own that. One of the things I feel like probably the old me would have used to hit from would be like, don't let people know that. But like I'm human, man. It happens. And when it does, I've got good guys in my corner could reach out to you. Hey Taylor, can you hold me accountable to this? Can you, you know? And I'm, I'm happy to reach out and ask for help from people. I do it all the time. It's one of the reasons I just told you actually, uh, there's another nutrition coach I met, her name's Sarah. She's kick ass, she's probably gonna watch it. Shout out Sarah. Um, like we just started like meeting like at 7 a.m. together. Like I've been like just kind of staying in bed later. Um, I just need that like that accountability to like, hey, we're gonna meet at seven. What three things, four things are you gonna get done for your business today? Here's what I'm gonna do. Great, check in with you at eight or nine o'clock. Um, see ya. like have a great day you know what I'm saying like I've got people like that in my life because I'm willing to ask for help like and acknowledge when I'm struggling and other people are willing to show up for me
1: because I want to be seen I'm willing to be seen and I get the help I need
0: whoa Dude, pe- right pe-
1: people actually I-, I was teaching this to my clients I'm like people actually love that like how come I'm finding trouble to get motivated I'm scrolling on Instagram and I'm afraid and I'm like there's a lot behind that yeah but I'm like, one of the things you can do to help yourself is to tell people Hey, I'm trying to be off my phone less. Hey, I'm taking this course and I want to get that. Like, can you, like, if you catch me scrolling, can you tell me to stop? Yeah. Not only would they love to do that for you. Yeah. You know, your roommate, like Taylor, are you scrolling right now? Or are you working? Like, oh, you got me. I'm scrolling. It's like, I, I you told me to tell you. like, uh, yeah. you know? And then also, then they go, I should probably be scrolling a little bit less too. Or I should probably be getting up early. Or I should be working a little bit harder or uh-huh. things like that. So I love that. My question to you is, what would happen to your business if you took two hours a day to yourself? Maybe you got back to the gym a little bit more.
0: Um, probably would grow even more. Community would probably be even stronger. I'd be able to show up better as myself. Wow. With more energy, with more, whoa, wow. right? How oh. so crazy. There's a lot of probablys in there though. Um, no, it would, like I, I would be able to show up better. I would have more energy in my days. I, I would um, be even better, I feel like, at connecting than I like, already currently am, you know? Um, yeah, you're, you're, at, you're absolutely right.
2: This is one It's also
0: powerful to hear yourself say it out loud. Cause like, yeah. I'm going to go home after that. I like, got a two or three hour drive and like, we're going to be chewing on this. So, yeah.
2: Well, so many people, we recorded a podcast earlier today with someone who was, you know, saying they really struggle that. I think everyone does self care, taking time for themselves. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's if you show up a better version of yourself. So if that's taking rest or doing something you love, you're going to be more effective. Yep. So now the question is, what are you going to do in this next week to make that happen? Rest more. Okay. What does that look like? Um, it looks like reading this awesome book that someone just gave me called, uh, shout out by,
1: for Deepak, Deepak. our audience should know, the
2: spontaneous fulfillment of desire, harnessing the power of synchro destiny.
1: I never remember the title. Oh,
2: harnessing the power of coincidence. Yeah. Correct.
0: Yeah. It's a mouthful. But yeah, so I'm going to be reading that the next week. Um, I'm going to be getting away this weekend, actually. Our family has a little lake house, um, so I'm gonna be spending time up there, nice. kind of just shutting it down, getting to tell clients in advance, like, hey, Saturday, I'm gonna be around in the morning, but not gonna be available in the afternoon, set those boundaries, um, and just recharge my batteries. Because like for me right now, with where I'm at, it's, it's so needed, and it's so nice to have conversation like this, too. Like, I told you, what did I tell you guys when we're up here, like, like oh, how's your day going? I was like, dude, just to get two hours of silence. Yeah, in the car, even though the phone the entire time is ding, 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 like just to have the silence, just to be able to breathe, just to be able to like sit with whatever I'm sitting with um, is recharging in itself. You know, we can't be on the go, go, go all the time,
2: I think. And part of that is uh, this idea of novelty. So it's a a friend of ours actually introduced this to me, but it's a tentative positive psychology. And so many people think about habits. They're so focused on that and routine, which can be good especially if you're trying to create habits, you're trying to make positive changes in your life. Yeah. However, to be happy, we need new experiences. We need novelty. So if you, if your life looks like I wake up at six, you know, I walk the dog and then I have coffee and then I rush to work and then I'm at yeah. work and then I get home and then it's late and then I go to bed, rinse, wash, or pee. like we're not gonna be happy. So yeah. it's like, it could be as simple as, you know, driving a different way home, riding your bike to work, mm-hmm. you know, going, if you go to date night every Wednesday yeah. with your wife, You know, go to a different restaurant or, you know, driving up to Madison, Wisconsin, hanging out in a hotel. Like, and uh, I know when you said that it resonated with me and I think sometimes just like, or, you know, going to the lake. But like, I don't think people do that enough. Just do something new for the sake of just a new experience.
0: Yeah. And and don't judge yourself too for like how unconventional that experience or event or whatever may be. Um, You know, just like, like I have a trampoline in my living room. Dude, I jump on a trampoline like every morning for a little bit. Like I listen to almost like the same three or four like songs, worship songs, and then like I had like my inner gangster playlist where we're listening to like Snoop Dogg and stuff in the morning and whatnot. But like to the with the worship stuff, like dude, there's most mornings I'm like literally dancing in my kitchen, like hands up praising, like I'm by myself. If you were to put a camera in the corner, Warship. it probably it probably looks really weird. Sorry, um, but like if it, it fills me up in the morning, I have way better days when I start my days like that. When I can like. Dude, take a break. Go jump on the trampoline for, like, 15 minutes. Like, let the little boy and you, like, experience what it's like to into Just, like, play. You know, we don't do that enough, too. Um, stop ju- Like, It doesn't need to look conventional like everything else. Like, and the- I tell my clients that all the time, too. Like, do whatever it takes. Not whatever, but whatever it takes, right? Yeah. Like, you need to find that. You-, you need to find it. You need to search for it, and you will find it. And y- you need to hold on to it. And you need to, like, just appreciate it. Like the little things, dude.
1: I love that. It's great. So this might have been just your answer. If somebody were to, loves everything you're saying, they really want to like connect with themselves. Is there something they could do like right now to connect with themselves, get closer to who the person they want to be to kind of get out of this rut? Take a breath,
0: I would say. Hmm. I know that's, like, a super basic answer, but, like, just stopping. I mean, dude, how do we start our leadership calls every week? Like, yeah. it's a group meditation. meditation. There's so much power and stillness and quietness, especially in a group of people. But, like, just taking the time to, like, and know that, like, you can do that at any given time. And you have everything you need in here, like, to access. And you're in
2: control. Yeah. And, another. Yeah.
0: And it's free. It's awesome. Nice. Yeah. Hell, yeah.
1: Michael. Are you happy? Yeah,
0: especially right now in this moment. This is this has been a blast. Connecting with others, I think, is the medicine that a lot of people need too. And, um, 100%. I knew this conversation would be awesome. Um, you guys are, 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 are great men. I'm super excited to have you guys in my life. I know that these relationships are not gonna be going anywhere. Um, and I'm cheering for you. Hi. One of the biggest things out there too, like us three especially, we get this, we cheer for people, we love seeing people win. Until, like, there's a lot of people out there that, that struggle to see, like, enjoy people winning. They don't cheer yeah. for people. Do you two have any thoughts on that?
2: Yeah. Cheering for people. Uh, I think we, did we talk about
1: this? Maybe we were a, talking about it, like, this morning to ourselves? Uh, or last no, night? on a
2: podcast, I thought. Uh-huh. Um, but it's how you view comparison. And it, I, I think most people, when they hear the word comparison, it's kind of like failure. They view it as a negative. However, it's all how you look at it. So some people view comparison as a bad thing because they're like, "Oh, like I'm not that person," or they're doing this. For me, most of the time, not always, because you know I struggle too. I'm like, "Oh, if they can do that, I can do that. If Michael's business is crushing it, I can crush it. Yes. You know? If Matt's making all these friends, I can make all like." And so for me, I think it's how it's how you view it. Just like Matt and I talk about with failure, like I, I don't, I don't believe in failure the way that most people do. Like, failure is awesome. Failure Dude, is, yeah, you're just gross. one step closer every single yeah. time. Yeah, and so we, we often don't like saying that word because of how people view it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like celebrating yourself. It's celebrating other people. And that's like, you, you get what you put out. So it's like, if yeah. the energy you're putting out is you don't want people to succeed. It's like, like, I mean, it's an abundance mindset. And that right? was one of the things like when everything started to change for me, like when I
0: truly started cheering for people, like truly started cheering for people like, fuck yeah, dude. Nice win. Like, dude, that's awesome. They're killing it. Like, oh man, that's sweet. Like, how'd you do it? You know? Yeah. One, you'd be amazed how many people I would be willing to open up and share with you and literally tell you exactly how they did it. Um, but, like, everything changed for me there, like, when I stopped being like, fuck them, they got lucky, this person, no, yeah. man, like, we're, we're all the same, we can, we
1: can all create our own reality, we all have the same powers, like, we all bleed the same. Um, yeah, that, that's what came up for me, and I appreciate you asking the question, you might be the first guest that has asked us, to question, us a question, um, but, yeah, it's like, people don't do it because of them. Like, I know, like, for starting out with business, and like Taylor said, it still comes up sometimes, and then I catch it, and I'm like, no, good for them. But it's like, oh, they're having success? Like, motherfucker. It's like, what am I doing wrong? Damn, mm-hmm. fuck them. Like, uh, uh, I, I, yeah. I could, I, I'm smarter than them. What the hell? Uh-huh. Instead, it's like, like you said, it's power. it shows you what's possible. And then it's that abundance mindset where it's like, fuck, yeah, you got this? Yeah. I'm going to get this, too. Yes. Like, let's fucking go. Yeah. And, yeah, and then it's fun. You tell someone awesome, they'll come back and tell you you're awesome. Yeah. You get what you give. Yeah, it's absolutely. beautiful. That's beautiful. I, I think that I think it's a beautiful conversation, Incredible. really impactful.
2: Yeah, uh, Michael, if people want to follow along with you, what you're doing, what's the best place? You can follow me at Michael Scott underscore
0: Fitness. Uh, my website is michaelscottfitness.com. Emails Email is Michael Scott at MichaelScottFitness um, Shoot me a message. Would we, love to connect. Um, get a book a discovery call with us. It's not a sales call. We have never. And we will never, you can read the description on there yourself, but we'll never ask for someone's credit card phone, like over the phone. I, I think that's super slimy. And I know, especially like in the world that we're in, oh, but this, this, the, the data shows that 8% of the people wants to leave. Fuck that. Like we'll create our own statistic. Like I believe in what we offer people. I, I know what we can do for people. I stand behind it a hundred percent. Come get on a call with us. Let's understand your situation a little better. Let me tell you, or maybe paint a picture of how we may be able to help. And then think about it. If you want to, if you want to do it, great. I actually don't even let people, this may be one of the dumbest things ever coming from someone who coaches people in business. You're going to like turn the camera off and just slap me. Um, I won't let most people give me an answer on, on the call. They're emotional. They're excited. Great. But like I have such a good track record because we work with the people who are truly ready. Like on one of the questions on our application is like on a scale of one to 10, how bad do you want this? Anyone that puts an eight or below, it's like, with all due respect, it's not even worth having the conversation because you just don't want it bad enough. So like, even if I felt like I could help you, you're not in a position where you want to help yourself yet. You know, like it's those tens that we work with. Um, and yeah, so book a discovery call. I'd love to connect
1: with you. I'd love to learn where you're at and let's see what we could do. I have a lot to say on that, but I think we've gone long enough. I was going to say that's uh, a podcast for another day. Yeah. Maybe a different business podcast. We can get into that, but, uh, I love that. I love that. Thanks. Thanks for that. And yeah, guys reach out. I'm, I'm I'm Already have thoughts about my own business and things like that uh, just from this conversation. So appreciate you being here. Thanks for driving up to see us. And everybody, until next time, are you ready, Michael? Peace and love. Yes. Love it.